wants to do today based on the time and the season that we're in. I just thought I'd go right for it. So you're going to uh, kind of get um, a taste of uh, how the Spirit of the Lord speaks with me and how I feel that the Lord is now speaking with us here. And so I'm just going to get into it. We were, um, you know, we were wrapping up. If, if you hadn't heard the story, we were pastoring in Annapolis, Maryland, and the Lord uh, said our time there was done and for us to come to Texas. And um, it was a week, uh, the end of June, that um, just before the movers showed up and um, we had resigned and you wonder if you've ever been through a transition of leaving a job or leaving an area, you, you wonder what's the next season going to be about and what does it mean for me? And so I had that conversation before the Lord. I was wondering if my time in the ministry was over and if I'm moving on to something else. I, I, I was an engineer for General Motors and before that I worked for U.S. Steel and farming and you just don't know what the Lord has in the next season. But on June 29th, I had a dream, and I didn't know if this dream was for me. I didn't know if this dream was for us. I didn't know if this dream was for the bride of Christ, and today it's defined a little bit differently, and I'm more confident to know what it means uh, for us. And so I'm going to share some points about it and talk to you about it, and we're going to move through something, and if, uh, if it kind of takes your breath away, I just want you to know uh, you're welcome to reach out at me, uh, out to me, Bill. Uh, my email is bill at bethelftw.com, bill at bethelftw.com. You're welcome to reach out to me. I enjoy some of the comments. But I wanted to share with you uh, what the sense of this season is and why I think that we're together today and, and what the Lord is about to do. And so, you know, Joel 2.28, you may have read that passage. It says in the last days... How many know we're in the last days? We're in the last days. Uh, it says in the last days that our young people are going to see visions, and I don't like to use this word, but I'm going to, but the older people are going to get to dream dreams. I'm not old, but that, that's, that's what it says. Um, and so there's ways that the Spirit of the Lord talks to us that he is speaking to those who will listen. Um, I got to tell you that today is a very unique day, just like tomorrow if the Lord gives it. There's no common day. The Lord has very specific things for each day for you and I. And what I feel that what the Lord wants you to do is maybe look at the day a little bit differently. So I'm going to preach the word to you, maybe like you haven't heard it before. But I pray that the Spirit of God uh, speaks it to you. And then as we wrap up, we're going to take communion together. So for our online friends, if you're watching this as a broadcast, I would just say hit the pause button right now and get a piece of bread and some juice or a cracker, and uh, be ready to take communion with us uh, when we come to that point. But I woke up on June 29th, and I had a dream, and it had three parts to it. How many have ever had a spiritual dream that you absolutely know the Lord was trying to speak something to you? Good. I'm so glad that th that activity is here. Um, so I woke up, and I'm not going to give you all the details of it, but there's some really significant points to it. The first part of this dream is I was standing before a very beautiful, I knew that she was from Hollywood, a very beautiful woman, and her head was downcast, and she was sobbing, and she was talking to me about her addiction to alcohol. And I simply said to her, listen, all you need to do is confess your sin and be healed. And that dream ended. 
The, set, the next part of that dream is I was standing in a room kind of like this, and I was ministering with somebody, and there was a lot of powerful men in the room, and, and we were praying and anointing them with oil, and one of the men looked at me and said, who can handle the anointing of God? And the man that was actually running the meeting looked at me, and he says, be careful not to spill any of God's oil. And that was the second part of the dream. Now, the third part was a little bit more disturbing, but I woke up uh, almost in a cold sweat after this. I was at a, a boat slip, and in Annapolis, there's a lot of them, and there's a lot of activity, and people use those to bring their boats in and out of the bay, and, and so there was all this activity around us. And all of a sudden, out of the crowd, somebody pointed into the water and said, look, there's a dead dog. And we all looked. And somebody threw a rope around that dead dog and pulled it up onto the boat slip. And when they pulled that dead dog up onto the boat slip, the dog's carcass pulled in half and there was a boy underneath it. And if you can, I don't want to give you too much graphic details, but if you can imagine what a body might look like in the water for a long time, that's what this little boy looked like. And we were stunned. We stood around looking at this, half of this carcass and this boy and all of a sudden, the boy began to move, and we knew he was alive, and the dream ended. Now, those were, that was a dream that when I woke up, I was just quiet for a few days. Because I didn't know if the Lord was speaking something to me, or if he was speaking something to a broader audience. And so I just began to talk to the Lord about what it, this means, and why did you give me such a dream? And I would ask the question, to you, am I the beautiful woman? To you, am I the dead dog? To you, am I the boy? Right? To you, what, what, is, what is this picture? And so the Lord gave me the one level of the interpretation of Ezekiel 16, 1 through 14. I'm just going to read it through. And because I know that this is going to be broadcast and recorded, you can go back and listen to it or slow it down. But what I would encourage you sometime this week, maybe a couple of times, just read through Ezekiel 16 and let the Spirit of the Lord speak to you. But this is what the Lord brought me to as I was spending those days just asking him what this meant. Ezekiel 16, starting in verse 1, he says, The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, confront Jerusalem with her detestable practices and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says to Jerusalem. Your ancestry of birth were in the land of Canaanite. Your father was an Ammonite, your mother a Hittite. On the day you were born, your cord was not cut, nor were you washed with water to make you clean, nor were you rubbed with salt or wrapped in clothes. No one looked on you with pity or had compassion enough to do any of these things for you. Rather, you were thrown out into an open field, for on that day you were born, you were despised. Then I passed by and saw you kicking about in your blood, and as you lay there in your blood, I said, you live. Everybody say that word, live. Live. Verse 7, I made you grow like a plant of the field. You grew up and developed and became the most beautiful of jewels. Your breasts were formed and your hair grew, and you who were naked and bare. Later I passed by, and when I looked at you, I saw that you were old enough for love. I spread the corner of my garment over you and covered you your nakedness. I gave you my solemn oath and entered into a covenant with you, declares the sovereign Lord, and you became mine. Verse 9. I bathed you with water and washed the blood from you and put ointments on you. I clothed you with embroidered dress and put leather sandals on you. I dressed you in fine linen and covered you with costly garments. I adorned you with jewelry 
I put bracelets on your arms and necklace around your neck and put a ring on your nose, earrings on your ears, and a beautiful crown on your head. So you were adorned with gold and silver. Your clothes were fine linen, costly fabric of embroidered cloth. Your food was fine, fl fine flour, honey, and olive oil. You became very beautiful and rose to be a queen. And your fame spread among the nations on account of your beauty because of splendor I had given you. For the splendor I had given you and made your beauty perfect, declares the Lord God. If you go down in this chapter, the very next verse, it says, but what took place next was that you, you relied on your own beauty and fame and you decided to move into sexual sin. And down through the rest of that chapter, the Lord begins to reveal to the church on how she behaved after he found her basically helpless and pitied. And so I wonder, and maybe you're like me, if you read the Old Testament, you wonder things like this. Is that word really for me? Or was that for that time, and it's not really for this time? Or what does it really mean for those of us in America in 2022? What, what does that really mean? And so I ask those questions, and I look at it, and I think today is a perfect day for, as we come to the Lord's table, to get some things right with him. But I really believe, as I've looked at these couple of verses here, that there's certainly a pattern that the Lord wants us to consider as we move into this next season. And I want you to know something here, and you need to hear this from me clearly. The faith that got you to today is not going to get you into tomorrow. I just want you to know that. I want you to know that the past bread that the Lord gave you and the past blessings that you have walked in are not going to help you into tomorrow because the Lord has new bread and new blessings for you. I mean, that's the good news, right? But some of us, and we get stuck in a time warp or a place in time that we get stopped in, and we wonder, why won't the Lord visit me again like he did back then? And I want to say to you, the Spirit of the Lord is new, and he's bringing us on a journey. This isn't our home. How many know that? How many are glad for that? Aren't you glad you're not going to have to live in this body for eternity? The Lord has something better and something new for us. And so I look through this passage, and I'm realizing that the church today has operated in about three different things. And I'm just kind of, you know, I'm going to paint this with a broad brush, is that the first thing is that we believe that we can determine our own way. I mean, look, let's face it. Our schools are telling our kids, if you don't like the gender you are, you can change it. If, they don't, if you don't like your name, you can change it. We, we're living in a society right now that we're absolutely being told on every side, you determine your own truth. I've heard that in commercials. There's your truth and there's my truth. No, I, I don't have any truth. Jesus is truth. 
And so we live, and that is infiltrated into the church to the point where we believe we can determine our own way. The other thing that it's, it's evident is that we're treating the anointing of God with common hands. We no longer seek the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because of step one or, or item one. We really believe we could do it on our own. In fact, there are just some real, really deceptive lies that have come into the church about feeling like we can, you know, that the Lord's not going to give us more than we can handle. You probably even said it that way, which is an absolute violation of the Word of God. That passage talks about the Lord will not let you be tempted beyond what you can handle. But I can tell you, the Lord wants to throw you in the deep end of the pool all the time. Why? Because he has made us to need him. That's how he's made us. You have needs and I have needs, and he's made us to need him. And so without calling upon him, we've inadvertently decided to follow him in our own ability, and we treat the anointing of God with common hands. And then the third piece that I believe is, is rampant in the church is that we're failing to see the signs of the times. We believe that tomorrow will be another Labor Day, that this week is going to be another week that we've lived maybe 20 times, that I know what September will look like in Fort Worth. We know what October will be. We have told ourselves that we understand enough into the future that we don't have to look and see the signs that are happening all around us. But I'm here to tell you, there are things happening all over the world that is shouting to the return of Jesus. And there's going to be people who are going to miss it that are in church today. And it breaks my heart. But I don't want that to be you. I want us to see the signs that are around us. And so I'm going to leave into this message, this passage, where this scene where the Lord saw his church and his bride being thrown out onto a field and lying in their own blood. And the father came by and he looked at that and put pity upon us. And he said, I'm speaking life to you, to live. And see, Pentecostals, if you're one, I am, I'm a person of the Spirit. I know that every problem that I have in my life can only be resolved by the Spirit of God. And so I'm not ashamed of calling on the Holy Spirit every time I've got a problem, which is only about five times a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've had some rougher days, haven't we? Yeah. But I want us to understand that there is something as a follower of Jesus, if you, if you think it, or if you are a follower of Jesus, if you're connected to the Spirit of God, then you can come upon all these scenes of death and you could shout, live! live. Let, thank you. I'm gonna, I'm, ready? We're, we're going we're gonna to shout, live. Ready? On three. One, two, three. Live! <laughs> We have to be a people that when we see broken relationships, we're going to say, when we see challenging situations in our, in our health, we're going to say, 
when we come upon challenges in our work situation, we're going to say, when we feel like we're losing our minds, we're going to say, live. That's who we are. Satan wants you to walk back into your house and say, well, just try to solve this yourself. If you just read another book. If you call somebody who's a specialist in that field, and listen, I don't throw specialists out. I've got a lot of them in my life. But I know this one thing. The Lord has led me and is leading us to a place where only the impossible is going to be possible. It's only going to be by the Spirit of God that He is going to speak and change and do things in your life. I don't know what challenge you have in front of you. I don't know who Jesus is to you. Maybe you just think he's some historic guy. Maybe you've believed the lie that he really can't be a God of love with all the pain and hurt and suffering that's in the world. But I got to tell you, the, the chaos of today is the absolute perfect environment for this message. So that when we're walking through, when we leave this room, and whatever faces you, I want you, I want somebody in the line beside you to hear you say, live. Because what you're declaring is you're making a prayer to God. Lord, would you look down upon this situation and pity me and speak life to it and bring out the beauty and the joy and the anointing, the royalty of who you are. All right, that wasn't too bad, shouting live. We'll work on it a little bit more. But I was thinking through this passage, and I was just praying about it. And again, I was taking some time to wonder what the Lord was doing. And then the Lord dropped the other shoe on me. He says, I want you to look at something in Revelations. And I opened up the book, and I went to Revelation 6, and I read these two verses. Revelation 6, 7, and 8 says, When the Lamb opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come. I looked, and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider was named Death, and Hades was following close behind him. They were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword. A fourth of the earth. Famine and plague. And by the wild beasts of the earth. And my theology, my eschatology was being a little challenged. I understand the six seals. I know they're a part of tribulation, and I'm absolutely a pre-trib guy. I, I believe the church is about ready to be raptured out of here. I believe it. I also believe as I studied it, there's at some point during these six seals in Revelation 6 that the church is going to experience some, but before that time of like this. I mean, we've seen... Plagues, right? Disease. We've seen war. We haven't seen a fourth of the earth population die off. I can't even imagine what that might look like. But I just began to pray this, and I asked the Lord to help me understand, are we to prepare for this? Are we to, is this the shout to the call on how to avoid this? And I even journaled back in July, I journaled in my notes on this about seeing this, about the wild beasts being used to kill a fourth of the earth. 
and I was immediately taken to that dead dog and that boy that was almost dead. And I journaled in my notes, I wonder if I'm about to see a new disease during, among canines that's going to jump. I mean, we've seen monkeypox, right? That's, that's been off the, you know, in the news recently. It's not new to see things happen in animals that jump into people. That's not a new thing. But I read this and I hear this in the spirit and I begin to just watch and look to see what's about to take place. And the reason why I'm bringing this message out today is because of what was reported August 23rd from Fox News. I don't know if you saw the report. Dogs dying by an unprecedented disease up in Michigan. Did anybody see that report? You could Google it. They think they know what the disease is, but none of their tests pick it up. All they know is to tell their dog owners is to keep dogs separate from one another because kennels were being decimated by this disease that was killing dogs. Okay. Now, what do you do with that? You might be panicky right now because I'm a dog lover. You might be panicking if you've got a dog at home, what's about to take place, and that's really not the message here. If you're a follower of Jesus, Psalms 91, you should probably pray that and read that every day. It says, in the day of trouble, I'm going to protect you. And even though you see a 1,000 fall on your left hand and 10,000 on your right, it won't come near you. But I'll tell you why the Spirit of the Lord shows me things like this is because he wants me to get a message out to you to say, this is not a normal day. There's something new happening on the planet. And the call that's going to go out to the church is on the lips of those who are going to shout, come home. And there are many people who call themselves Christian or like hanging out in church or like the fellowship but have never made Jesus their own are absolutely going to be here in the dark when the church gets called home. I know that what the Lord is asking me to do in the next season of my life is to preach this message. And there's going to be signs and wonders around you. Some will see it. Some will not. But that doesn't exclude us from giving the message. There are things happening right around us that the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us, would you just look at the signs of the trouble? Friends, listen, I, I would love to think that in America that there's going to be one more revival. I would love to think that. But I got to tell you, around the world, the last statistic I looked at, some 3,000 people an hour are coming to know Jesus, but not in America. Revival is happening around the world. And people in massive numbers are coming to know Jesus. But not in America. And there's an attitude that we're okay. Or that if I just work on being good, I'm trying to be good. That's demonic. That's demonic. If there was any possible way of being good, Jesus would have never come to the cross. He would have never sent the flood. 
He would have never taken Lot out of Sodom and Gomorrah. If we could be good, we need to be saved. And we need to walk with the anointing of God in our life. And the Lord wants to train and teach and release. And I know there, I know there's people here. I know there's people watching me. You operate that way. But this is a broad message to the bride of Christ that she typically doesn't operate that way. She thinks she's good. She thinks she's okay. So we're going to come to communion here in a minute. Because there's three things, again, as I wrap this message up, that as we go forward, ought to be a regular part of your life. And today we're going to handle in communion, repentance ought to be a regular thing in your life. When you get close to the Spirit of God, you find it very easy to repent. And so we ought to be just coming before the Lord and saying, Lord, Lord, help me. Help me with my thought life. Help me with addictions. Help me with the things. Thinking about that woman. Lord, help me not to depend on my own ego, my own ability. Lord, forgive me. We need to come and make, we settle things with the Lord. The other two things we're going to start to explore on September 11th. And I invite you, if you'd want to come and be a part of that, these two items are learning how to handle the oil of God for this day. For this day. And how to read the signs of the times. How to be a watchman for the church of Jesus. How to be close to the Spirit of God and letting Him speak to you about things that are happening every single day in your life. And to know what He's doing. Friends, when you begin to live a little bit in heaven and a little bit on earth, your faith level starts to go off the chart. And the things that happen around you here on this earth just begin to diminish a little bit more. As we see our end approaching, there's no fear in it. As we get that news about our child, there's not fear in it. Because we're having a relationship in God, in the Spirit, for eternity right now. And so on September 11th, when we have this Ignite meeting here at 5 o'clock, I'm going to start to talk to us in this area of learning what we do so that we don't handle the things of God commonly. And again, I know that there are intercessors here. There are prayer warriors here. And listen, I would just say to you, this church particularly is going to need to hear your voice. They're going to need to know that this is how you're operating as we move into something new. As we were during, during the worship time, uh, the Lord dropped something on me that I did have in my notes. <laughs> this is for you. You know, the Lord, the Lord is looking on the planet right now for local bodies of believers that he can give a new anointing to. He's targeted Bethel for that. A new anointing. And so I don't know what that looks like. And wherever you are in the world, I could tell you 
in your local body, the Spirit of God is looking for people for this new anointing for the last moments of the church age. Will that be you? I'm excited about this new anointing to experience it with my new church family here because that's going to be pretty exciting for me. I just love to watch Jesus work, don't you? And so we're going to have to shake off all the baggage of yesteryear. We're going to have to shake off all what that anointing looked like in the 70s and the 80s. We're going to have to shake that all off. That's not what's coming now. There's something new for a new time and a new season. And so I get through this message. I get through discerning this at this level. And I absolutely know that it's something that the Lord wanted me to share today for those of you who are online, for those who are in this room, because the Lord has shifted the spiritual temperature of the body of Christ today. And you'll hear, because the Spirit doesn't just work individually. You'll begin to hear of other churches and other speakers and other people speaking about this shift that is taking place. And so the invitation is going to be just like the Lord always invites to those who want to come and be a part of this. But we have got to get our hearts right. I don't want to be, I don't want to be the same group of people that Ezekiel spoke to that when God looked down upon us and he goes, everything that you have, I gave you. I blessed you with everything you have. And you've turned to use it for your own motives and your own things. I want to repent of that today. That's where I'm at today. And so I want us to come to the table today. And I want us to prepare our hearts. I want you to take this wafer in your hand. The very thing that the Lord is only asking us to do is to keep our hearts right before him. You know the people of Matthew 7 that aren't going to get into heaven? It was never about sin. You know what it was about? They refused to call it sin. That's what it was about. Sin will never keep you from heaven. It's hiding it that will keep you from heaven. Jesus came to wash that away. How many are glad for that? I'm glad for that like about a bunch of times during the day. And so I don't know what you're carrying today. I don't know what shame or what guilt the enemy is putting on you today, but it's an absolute lie from the pit of hell. And I rebuke it off you in the name of Jesus. And before we take communion, I just would like every eye to be closed, maybe head to be bowed, because I know that there's people that not everybody has said yes to Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And if you would like to receive Jesus' sacrifice for you right now, 
I just want you to slip up your hand and make eye contact with me. And you can just put your hand back down. I see that hand. Thank you. If you're online with us, thank you. I see that hand. You're online with us. Make a mark on Facebook and say, I'm accepting Jesus today. I see that hand. Thank you. That's a powerful thing. <laughs> the kingdom of God just changed. How many are glad for that? We just got new brothers and sisters in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! I bless you, and thank you for taking that step. Now let's ask the Lord, Lord, would you just wash away all the guilt, all the sin, all the dirt, all the junk that the enemy has stuck upon me. Lord, that I walk free in you. See him on that cross right now. His body broken for us. And let's take this bread together and give thanks. Now, if you'd be prepared to take the juice, he's washed us. You know, listen, this is the most unbelievable privilege you have. You now can walk into the throne room of God. Angels can't do it. Demons can't do it. Nobody can do that unless they're invited. But anybody who's got the blood of Jesus on them can walk right into the throne room of God and say, Father, speak life to me. Speak life to my kids. Speak life to this situation. Help me. And he rushes heaven to help you. What a place to be at. And so Jesus' blood does this for us. Let's take it together. Hallelujah. If the worship team would come up. I know that I just gave you a fire hose of things. But I'm looking forward to breaking down and talking about this new activity that the Lord has for us and what the Lord has for the church, especially in this country. I prayed for America for a long time. And I know that the Lord loves her. But there is something about being a watchman and somebody who follows the Spirit that can help prepare people for the day that's fast approaching. So let me bless you in the name of Jesus. Father, I just thank you for our time. I thank you, Lord. Father, that this body here and those watching, Lord, will no longer be silent. Lord, that when we walk out of this place today, we're shouting, live! We're shouting, live! We're shouting, live! Lord, to see, Lord, your life come to play in all that you have us in. And may you be glorified in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Hey, thank you again for joining us. We hope that our time together has been a blessing to you. And it doesn't have to end there. If you want to find last week's sermon, you can go to Facebook, YouTube, or you can listen to us on the audio podcast. You can let us know if you'd like to be further connected in a life group. But let me go ahead and pray as we close and say, God, thank you for being with us, Lord God. Thank you for helping us to carry your words, Lord God, and change our lives, Lord. Help us to carry your love to those around us. 
and we thank you for what you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, and thank you for being a part. We hope to see you soon.